Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's the Luke and Pete Show. It's a Monday. I'm Pete Donaldson, and I'm back on Reddit reading stuff out from it. <laughs> what a great this is show nowadays, isn't it? Great trailer. It's for you. Show, I, never, yeah. I never go on Reddit. Um, apparently, uh, schools uh, in Florida are, are required to out their stu- out students to their parents, uh, which is, uh, or they will do in a few weeks' time. Um, an astonishing uh, Florida. Florida really is. Uh, a petri dish of strangers, isn't it? Really, they've got a mad governor. They've got a mad a governor, true mad governor, and who I think might be one of the worst human beings in the world. Yeah, what's his name again? Ron DeSantis. That's it. Yeah, yeah, he's a scumbag. But yeah, um, I just, I just find it fascinating that uh, you, you are allowed to, you, you're not allowed to discuss same sex uh, issues in school in Florida, and it just seems. Uh, I, I just wonder how they're going to get around that. Yeah, <laughs> in the modern world, it's kind of like fighting against the tide really isn't it it is i mean imagine sort of explaining the plot to rocket man uh, yeah. or uh i don't know explaining anything i but suppose you, you, know, you know i was i was chuckled because my mum loves so my mum loves elton john right right and uh, she always has done yeah and um obviously elton john is famous one of the world's most famous gay men right? yeah and you know during if you look back at his performances and stuff in the 70s and the stuff he's you know the way he used to present himself and all that kind of stuff. It's quite obvious that he was a gay man. Yeah. But my okay. mum said in the 70s, no one ever really considered it. Because obviously he was married and stuff. It wasn't really talked about. So like the raising of consciousness in what is relatively speaking quite a short amount of time is quite unbelievable, really. Is it, would it be fair to say that uh, in, back in the day, uh, entertainers were a bit more song and dance. We're a bit more kind of like expressive. They're a bit more, because I think, um, Who's that guy who was at WrestleMania 1, WrestleMania 2? He played the piano and was the world's most uh, gay... Uh, he was a gay icon. Uh, Liberace. Liberace, yeah. Yeah. So, like... WrestleMania? Yeah, he was at Did WrestleMania. Okay. Very weird. Yeah, very, very strange. I think I might remember that from the and, from WrestleMania, actually. And, and can you imagine how poorly uh, he was represented in that? Uh, but he yeah. uh, but he was... Uh, it might be WrestleMania 3 or 4, actually. But either way, um, it, like, I think with that, I think even people like he... Uh, would probably not, would probably, they'd probably sort of go, well, he's an entertainer, so he's allowed to wear a feather boa now and again. I see what you mean. He's allowed to sort of put a bit of makeup on. He's allowed to sort of express himself in that way because he's an entertainer. So I think that sort of thing, you, you kind of got away with it a bit more without anyone actually thinking about, uh, you know. But you was know, it also the fact that conversations of that nature just weren't as prevalent? Yeah, and it was and it was illegal in most places in the world, wasn't it? So, yeah. For, well, for yeah. a time, of course. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm just, it just it just seems like the, the reason I'm making the point is because clear because I use that phrase again. People's consciousness has been raised to such an extent that it just seems absolutely ridiculous that a no one would know and yeah. b that anyone would care. Mm. But now you hear, the, but then you hear those stories that you just said there, and you're like, well, fucking hell, there's still so much work to do, right? Yeah. Why Why are you taking so much interest? Why in what are other you, people doing? Why are you rolling just let back? Let people do what they want to do. Why are you rolling back? Yeah. Why are you obsessed with this? Yeah. 
There's usually only one reason why people are obsessed exactly. with this. And, yeah. I, and I think, you know, do you, do you think that you had a... It's like me and Bug in. I want to go. Yeah. I I'm think we should, what goes we, should, in there. we should arrange for you to go. So it's a double threat for me. <laughs> <laughs> we should arrange for you to go. Yeah. And you're wearing a lovely T-shirt today, Pete. It's a, it's a um, the Queen is Dead themed Smiths T-shirt. But instead of the Smith, it says Dusty Rose, and it says the uh, what does it say? The Dream is Dead. The Dream is Dead. Yeah. What's the relevance of son, that? Son of a plumber, Dusty Rhodes. He. Uh, What's the Dream is Dead? What does that mean? Uh, well, he's the American Dream, wasn't he? He was the American Dream, and then his son was the uh, American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. He has just left AEW, the, uh, the probably the most popular, or certainly most critically acclaimed uh, wrestling company in town. Um, he's the, the road more travelled is the is from WWE, which is regarded as being you know a massive product as it always has been, uh, but one that's kind of stagnated product wise, quality wise. As it really um, people yeah, don't like so it. Anymore. People don't necessarily like it, but the, you know the cool money. Uh, where all the, where all the good guys, where all the um, the great workers are at AEW. Uh, now it was started by um, Tony Khan, the um, the Fulham. He's a Fulham owner, isn't he, Tony Khan? Yes. Yeah. Tony Khan, uh, who's very heavily involved in in, in all of that. Uh, and uh, Cody Rose is one of like the first like, sort of come over and and do his thing and, and help build this basically. Well, he's left AEW, him and his uh, wife, uh, Brandy Rhodes, and uh, it looks like he might end up in, uh, in WWE. So he's which going is, back the other way. So he's going back the other way. And it's weird because he, it, it, just, it just sounds very much like he really wants to win a WWE well, like, title belt, which is pathetic. Right. <laughs> he's built something amazing. I helped build something amazing. And he's going the other way down the, the, the Pompey Highway towards uh, WWE. So what? So a, I, quite, I, I really respect the idea because I, I always assumed that WWE had like a complete mm. monopoly on all that kind of big ticket stuff. There's been a few... Uh, I don't know what days wrestling's on on the telly, but there's been a couple of instances lately where... Uh, AEW have actually beaten WWE on on the old telly, which what, is what which channel, is, is what, channel, become... what deal do they have with the TV broadcast? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what TV channel it's on, but they've they've, they've, they've certainly uh, you know pulled pulled more uh, eyes towards their product compared to WWE, which is treated as being a bit bit of a stagnant. Uh, are you force. talking? Are you uh, are you covering it on WrestleMania? We uh, we have been covering it on WrestleMania. Obviously, the, the WrestleMania we're going to be uh, heading out for that, and uh, so listen to WrestleMania for that on the where, where is very, it? Very good. It's in Dallas. Nice. Texas, but um, it's uh, two, over two nights, and it's something like four or five hours a piece, uh, and it's um, and it looks very much like Stone Cold Steve Austin may come back. Wow, that'd be brilliant. Cody Rhodes may uh, may, may make an appearance as well over there. Uh, uh, so it, so it 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 looked pretty poor um, lineup wise. Now there's rumours saying that you know the Rock's going to be back. It may turn into something rather good. But the thing about WrestleMania weekend, something that I didn't necessarily realise, uh, uh, Mark. Uh, said we should do WrestleMania this year. I said that's a good idea. We're going to do it the year before last, I think, or, or maybe last because year COVID, to launch the Patreon. Yeah. Um, so to sort of make it clear that we are reinvesting the Patreon uh, uh, supporters' uh, uh, cash, we're sort of putting. Well, you're it into buying that. a pub, aren't you? So no, I'm, buying, I'm <laughs> buying a pub. You can do the I'll show. Put a picture there. Dusty Rhodes up there. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so we're uh, so we going out there, and I, I didn't realise that on WrestleMania weekend, every indie company going. Uh, basically has a match. Basically has a has a has a has a um a card. Uh, not in the same in, place. Not in the same place, but they'll be in like hotel function rooms, and you can literally, as Mark said, watch wrestling from nine in the morning to three in the morning. What? So basically, it, they all descend it like it's they a all descend like it's like it's That's a, a really festival. Good idea. It's, it's clever. It's clever. Like yeah, fringe events yeah. basically. And so there's like appearances, but you can get your your shit signed by Virgil or whatever. Like all this stuff. Uh, over one weekend, effectively. Um, that sounds uh, brilliant. When is it? Sounds fucking exhausting. Yeah, you would love it though. Start of April. I Mark will love it. I love parts of it, 
But sometimes you can just have too much wrestling, I think. Yeah, don't say that. You're doing wrestle me. I know I'm doing wrestle me. But that's what I'm there for. I'm I'm the one who doesn't know much about wrestling. Yeah, you're not you're not supposed to be the head, are you? So people the wrestling community who listen to the show and it's got a very dedicated listener base as we know. Uh, they accept you as an outlier yeah. because they know the, 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 the terms upon which you're involved. <laughs> but I'm I'm just going to be tired because Mark's booked loads of tickets to weird wrestling. Have you become more of an expert now? Yeah, I, I think, um, and Mark makes a point on the show, that I think I've watched more wrestling than most people. Oh, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the, like 90% of people... It's like it's like in America, ninety uh, percent of people don't earn over fifty grand. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like it's 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 it, you're an outlier if you've watched that amount of wrestling. And I think I have watched that. Oh, I, I often I often think that I don't watch as much football as lots of people do. Like, yeah, because I think people assume because we did around footballs. But... Football's very visible, though, isn't it? You can because because I watch the matches that I need to watch. Yeah, and I watch the highlights that I need to watch, and I yeah. read the things that I need to read and, yeah. and stuff like that. But it's very difficult to watch the amount of football but some people just have football on all of the time yeah but I think it's helpful particularly for the type of show we're making on the ramble to not be so all consumed by it yeah because you need to maintain some kind of perspective and you need to be able to relate it back to the normal people mm. yes like, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, because you, most people can't watch that amount of football. yeah and also they you can't. can't and you shouldn't as a broadcaster expect an you know, esoteric level of assumed knowledge yeah because otherwise people aren't going to get it yeah. it's, 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 it's not as, it's not as um, accessible is it yeah I'm just wondering like so live football now there'll be like there's all kinds of things happening yeah um Pete, can we? One thing we've forgotten to do so far that I really want to do is a real change of pace. And okay. I'm hoping you've got your laptop plugged in so you can do it. Right. Um, can we do that Voldemort thing? <laughs> we can do. Yeah, you can do. Plug your plug your laptop in so people can hear it. Okay. Right. We've basically uh, it's, it's a little bit older. It's been around for a month or so, but um, it's very enjoyable. Yeah, it's amazing. Some people, someone's put together the um, a kind of greatest hits clip of Voldemort in a particular scene in the Harry Potter movies laughing well not yet laughing in all the different it it auto-played Luke I was trying to stop it people expect more from you tech side though I can't I can't un-auto-play something that I've just visited the site there's no function to stop it you've got a new Samsung of course you have there's no plugin for your browser don't Um, blame the Samsung anyway so it's Voldemort but obviously he's been edited in the dubbed version of the movies to be laughing and you'd think okay well laughs are always the same but it's not (laughs) they've they've changed the laugh um, to to represent different languages (laughs) and there's a load of them so Pete just play it now because let's um, read the country out as I do it okay Uh, so uh, first up Japanese German French yeah. It's really French. It's really French. Yeah. That was Vietnamese. And, uh, <laughs> What's that one? Uzbek. Hende. That's like a word rather than a laugh. Hende. 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 Yeah. That's English. <laughs> Turkish, I'll be exactly the Very same. Similar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds like he's crying. Italian. <laughs> I like the Polish one. I think Polish is my favourite. <laughs> Who'd have thought they'd be so different? Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> so I guess what's happened there is that the the dubbed version of the movie, 
the voice actor doing the dubbed voice. Yeah, some of them have listened to the original, some of them haven't. Let's make that clear. But do you, but do you not reckon that they're just doing it naturally, just getting inside the character and laughing how they would laugh? No, because a lot of them are very similar, aren't they? And they all and it all kind of like takes their cue from uh, Liam Neeson. Is it Liam Neeson? No, it's um, Ralph Ray Fiennes. Ra- Ralph Fiennes. I was yeah. going to mix something. Uh, yeah. What, what, yeah. what do you reckon that is? Men of advancing years. <laughs> That's it. Like, that's it, is it? I know. They're just quite similar, aren't they? They're just, blo- they're just blokes that blend into one. They're all quite serious in films, aren't they? They never have a laugh. I think Rafe will, will be a little bit put out by that. What does Rafe do that makes you laugh? No, but Liam Neeson's a lot more gruff and a lot more He's Irish more gruff more... now, but like before, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just sort of like, I'd tie them together. They would make a great double act where it was just like, where imagine Lethal Weapon, but with those two. That'd be great. That'd be really <laughs> That'd good. Be great. I'll be well up for that. <laughs> when when I was on uh, in in Malaga, did it go on Malaga? I can't remember. Someone in Spain, uh, and my partner was in a TV show called uh, White Gold. Uh, oh yeah, uh, uh, about I don't know something in Essex. Anyway, and uh, we didn't realize that there's like a obviously a Spanish dubbed version of it. So it was like really weird hearing her voice, but dubbed into Spanish. Yeah, um, and l- let me tell you. They put about twenty years on her voice. Oh, really? <laughs> she sounded like a right old mama. The thing I would never watch a dubbed version of a TV show. I always watch the subtitles. Right? Okay. Would you not? An- as well? anime, are you an anime purist? Isn't there like a big kind of with foreign films? Well, it, there was a big issue around Squid Game, wasn't there? Okay. Yeah. Because Squid Game was yeah. saying that, like you watch the subtitles. There's not a lot of direct translation for a lot of the stuff they were talking about. So a lot of the nuance... So everyone loves Squid Game, yeah. but actually a lot of Korean experts or, or Korean people, I suppose, were just saying, oh yeah, but a lot of this stuff, a lot of these implied kind of um, things about subtleties in Korean culture, like class or whatever it may be, yeah. is lost because it's hard to... You can't just get that across in like a translation. Right. So, I mean, it would happen the other way as well, I suppose. Like in the UK... Obviously, we've got a very prevalent class system, but it may not be as prevalent to another country if they don't know the country that well. Yeah, and so that 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 the point being that they were arguing that if you watched Squid Game while it was subtitled, you wouldn't have got the full picture. But I just don't really feel that I can. I can't be convinced that because acting is such the voice is such an important part of acting, and the expression that is put across when you're acting with your voice is so key to the performance that like, I just don't want to hear another person's voice. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It is quite discombobulating. Unless it's it? those old, like 70s Kung Fu movies where the voices <laughs> would move at different times compared to like the, uh, Remember, um, the, the face. Is it Michael Ian Black? Was he in Police Academy? Who was the fellow who used to do, um, oh, who played, that was his thing, wasn't it? Who played Zed? Yeah. Was that his name? Zed? He used to do the funny voices. Yeah, he was, yeah. His yeah. name's Bobcat Goldthwait. That's not him. Bobcat Goldthwait is the white guy. Oh, you mean Jones like, in Police Academy? Yes, okay. Sorry, yeah, I got him confused there. Yeah. Um, that is, um, yeah, that is, um, isn't, his, isn't his name Jim Jones? I don't know. Michael Ian Black is a comedian, uh, but it's very much not him. <laughs> oh, Lavelle Jones, maybe. He's definitely called Jones. Lavelle in, Jones sounds in the, in the, properly, in the, in, yeah. Okay. No, Lavelle Jones in, in the, in the, in the um, show. Right, okay, I don't know cool. what the actor's name no. is. Well, that was his thing in the, uh, the police academy, wasn't he? He'd sort of do like the, he would do like the kung fu um, pause and do. <laughs> yeah, he do that amazing, that amazing thing on that on that chat show where he did the whole of whole lot of love by Led Zeppelin, with yes. all the guitar sounds. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> amazing. Anyway, let's have a break. When we come back, we're going to do uh, some emails. We haven't done some emails for a wee while, so let's get to some. Um, it should be lots of fun. So don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll be back the other side of this. Super. 
Welcome to Eureka, the show that gets under the skin of science in a good way. I'm Rick Edwards. And I'm Dr. Michael Brooks. Not the kind of doctor who'd be able to help much if you're having like a heart attack. But if you're wondering about quantum physics or the theory of matter, he's your man. Well, probably. Every week we're asking a new puzzling question from the world of science and discovering the answer with the help of a world-leading expert. Like, will we ever talk to animals? They are definitely talking. You know, that's, again, a word that I would qualify because we usually mean that vocally. But in their own ways, they're talking to us every single day. Are face transplants the future of cosmetic surgery? Given that range of what's considered attractive, there's probably no point wanting to change your face to be more attractive if you follow science. And should we fear an alien invasion? If an imperialistic drive brings... Uh, other civilizations to us, then obviously it's not good news. But if it's scientific exploration, it may be good news. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about the weird, magnificent world around us, then this is the show for you. Eureka. Subscribe now and find us on Twitter at EurekaPod. New episodes every Wednesday. Eureka is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. It's the Luke and Pete show. I'm Pete Donaldson. It's a Monday, and I'm joined by uh, Luke Moore. Hello. I do hope you're having a good time. Hello. I'm having Hello, a lovely mate. time. Are you having a nice time? I'm having a nice time. Why don't you read an email out, Peter? Okay. Uh, let me just uh, find one. Uh, um, hi, Pete. Hope you're well. Just following up on the below. Is there any chance of uh, some shares across Stacks channels? It really does help. We're so grateful. What's that? That was just an email someone sent me. Thanks. Um, I was thinking more of the shortlisted ones. <laughs> The shortlisted ones from yeah. the running order the of the show. The below transfer link is likely to expire soon, <laughs> but you can access all the files in this drive here. What, we've got a WeTransfer Pro, haven't we? Uh, we do, yes. But it doesn't, yeah. So it doesn't expire. Well, does Some it? things do expire, and I don't know why. I thought we transfer if you had Pro, they would just you just have it forever. But sometimes it'll say you've got three weeks left on this one. I'm going whoa, whoa, maybe whoa. It's just, maybe it's just an extended service. Maybe it's just an extended service. Have they cornered the um the, the, the industry? I think they have. I, don't, I think if I think when we transfer has, has fallen over every now and again, uh, they have very uh, robust Amazon servers, I believe. But uh, when it has fallen over, it's the whole of the media um, landscape has fallen to pieces briefly. Why um don't why is it still not possible to transfer huge amount? Well, not not even huge amounts, like large files via email on Gmail and stuff like that. Um, it's computationally uh, expensive, and that electricity costs money. Storage costs a lot of money, uh, and you you know you got to pay you got to pay for those servers. You got to pay the paper. Because I've got an interesting theory, which is basically they don't want people to willy nilly just send massive files around because it'll fuck up the whole internet. I mean, it's, so well, it's a, expensive. Putting I a barrier yeah. in. Yeah, a kind of extra kind of barrier to market is yeah. suitable for them because if you think about it, if everyone was sending gigabyte upon gigabyte upon gigabyte emails all mm. the time every day, mm. it would fuck it, right? I mean, it wouldn't fuck it because it's going in a particular direction. It's going to a server somewhere. It's going to sit on a, a different server. No, but I've always like... seen WeTransfer, for example, is almost like a traffic light right. in, 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 a, in a journey. So you have to break up the traffic. You have to you have to do something when it comes to traffic to to to, to manage the level of traffic. No, because because the I could it doesn't matter when you send that file. I could be downloading it uh, now. I could be downloading it in two weeks' time. That traffic will still happen. It just it it just it doesn't it doesn't matter. Am I the first we transfer conspiracy theorist you've met? I mean, what should happen is we should have decent upload speeds in this country. All we do is we send like an iCloud link. You send a link to um you send like a proxy, and you sort of go, this is the file 
that I've got. Uh, and if you want it, you download it directly from me. Not a server. It's a, the, the, the traffic goes straight from me to you rather than me up to WeTransfer back down again. That's a waste for me. That should just go straight from me to you. How, how would we facilitate that? Well, I would just peer-to-peer networking, but our upload speeds aren't good enough. Ah, okay. So we, so we can't possibly have a uh, a system where you could access a file three weeks from now and then suddenly my internet starts going slow and I'm like, what's going on here then? Oh, what's so bloody going on here then? Luke Moe is just looking at that file of, my, of his well, of Pete's Welly that he sent ages but, ago. But not in this studio because you're very impressed by the upload speed here. <sighs> on Ethernet, yeah, on Ethernet. What is it? It's 300. 300 down, 300 up. That's big. That's big. Put it on Wi-Fi though. You're talking 80s. What's that about? Why do they do that? What? Why is that? They're pigs. Wankers. (laughs) Hey, how wankers. Do you want to do an email or am I going to do one? Yeah, do an email. Oh, you want me to do one then? All right, okay, yeah, cool. Okay, fine. So you're shirking responsibility. I'm not. I read out an email. You didn't like it. (laughs) All right, Jack. Hello, Jack. He says, hello to Luke and Pete. Um, We'll preface this with the statement that I have no batteries to report on, for which I apologise. My current law teacher used to be friends with the ex-girlfriend of Lightning Seas lead singer Ian Brody. Oh, I like that. I like, like it. Do you like Ian? Uh, have I met him? Yeah, I interviewed him once. Nice guy? Yeah, yeah, he's all right. Um, and she recounted to him how she used to listen to music while putting the washing up, uh, but putting the washing out, I suppose. Um, and so he devoted a lyric to her in the song Feeding Lazy. Music plays on radios and Lisa in the garden singing to the washing line. Hope you're having a great show, Jack. That's nice, isn't it? I've got a lot of time for that. Um, Ian Brody, do you reckon he's made a load of dough from Three Lions? I reckon I'm almost guaranteeing that he made a load of dough. I mean, he his band were super popular. He also produced the first Corrid album. Less good. <laughs> That's a great record. It's all right. It's one of the best. But you can't name us three songs off it. Uh, dreaming of you. That's one. Dreaming of you. Dreaming of you. Brilliant song, but it's the only Brilliant one you can name. It's one of the great British debuts, that record. What's the other, what's the other songs then? What's the other singles from that one? It starts off with um, Spanish Main. Mm-hmm. Then it goes Remember What I Remember When. Yeah. Then it's another song. Then it's Dreaming of You. Uh, it's got um, Goodbye is track number six. Calendars and Clocks is about track number nine or ten. I can yeah. name loads of them. Okay. I can probably sing all through them. Oh, Simon Diamond's track number five. I can, I can I can name them all, mate. Don't you worry about me. Okay, I'm not even looking. I can name them. Yeah, um, Daphne and Celeste save the world. Well, uh, Brody produced that first album was Save the World. That was only a minute long. Paint can you and I alone. Golden Doldrum. How would song you, to a succulent? How would you describe Ian Brody to our um, to our international listeners? Um, not to be confused with Ian Brady, of course. A, <laughs> a uh, different person. Yeah, he looks a bit like um, like a like a wombat. Doesn't he? He looks like a little, little bit like a like a like a little like a little animal with little glasses that might live on 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 the North Yorkshire moors. And I'm sad to say that actually he's fallen into that trap that a lot of these types fall into, where he's gone for the feathered Paul Weller haircut, <laughs> which, as you know, I have a huge problem with. Can, can can anyone imagine a worse kind of haircut choice? No. Is there anything no. worse than like an aging man who's receding doing the Paul Weller feathered job? Well, it, it it serves a lot of purpose because you just pull it forward, don't you? You pull the hair forward. So, like, that's no one's ne- ever going to know uh, where your hair starts and ends, really, if you're pulling it forward with a feathered look. Do you remember when we found out that there was, like, a, 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 a kind of travelling, travelling haircut yeah, barber yeah, who used to yeah. go to different towns, different times, and everyone would know when he was in town like to get a, their hair done? Like an atrocious warlord just he, going from town to town, killing and pillaging. <laughs> 
do you reckon that there's a um if if you wanted one and you went so you were really serious about your feathered mod haircut mm. but you really needed to get it done and the, and the mod the mod father guy wasn't in town yeah do you reckon a normal barber could just do it Nah, it's it's pretty specialised, isn't it? I I think that um, Limmy was doing a bit about this. It, there was a picture of him, of Paul Weller in a Portobello Road barber's getting his hair done. Um, Who Weller was? Yeah. Okay. And so like, and that kind of hair is so kind of you've got to be so careful with it because it is a piece of shit, and you can get it wrong quite easily. Um, and and Libby was making the point that like, God, they're gonna know where he gets his hair cut, so they're just gonna be like hanging around hoping to meet Paul Weller because he's having a... Because it just looked like a normal... You know, he was sat... I think he might have even been sat next to, you know, those barber's chairs that, are, that are in the shape of a, a a car yeah. for the little kids? Oh, please tell it me looked it like, it, Honestly, it was in the front of like a, a normal kind of like... In the front window, getting his hair cut, Paul Weller. Like, maybe, it just but, seemed very weird that, but, that, that he would allow the barber to take a picture of him. Well, that's that's true, but maybe the barber weird? himself was like an old mate, and he used to do mod haircuts back in the day. Yeah, he okay. still do them, yeah. but it doesn't pay enough bills, so he has to do the normal haircuts as well. <laughs> I think if you can do a mod one, you can probably do a normal one. Mm. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, yeah. anyway, I can't remember what you were talking about. Oh yeah, Ian Brody. Um, yeah, thanks for sending that email in. I think it, apparently it was referencing to songs that reference names because we were talking about "Come on, Eileen" a while back, weren't we? Right, that makes sense. That doesn't make sense. And, yeah. and um, yeah, so that, that's that. I've got one more email here. I want to do it. It's about. Um, it's about shortcut uh, mishaps. Yes, okay, it's from Alexander. He says, Dear Luke and Pete, I'm emailing with an addition to the unfortunate shortcut stories you've had so far on the show. On my last day on holiday with a friend in Berlin, the same trip as where the uh, Airbnb host um, had a shag in the bathroom, as previously read out on the show. I don't remember that. Um, but anyway, uh, we decided to go and see a concentration camp museum and m- memorial just outside the city. As we get there, we see no way through to the entrance that Google Maps has promised which we later realised actually was poor map reading on our part. So we decided to go around another path to get there rather than going to the further alternate entrance on the other side of the camp. We got the feeling that the shortcut path might not have been the best idea when we started going through a foresty area with boarded up abandoned buildings. And as the sun set, it started to give it a very eerie feel. <laughs> 10 minutes and more boarded up buildings later, already a bit freaked out, we see our shortcut has led us to a two and a half metre mesh fence separating us from the camp. At this point, the sun has set and my friend didn't fancy going past the abandoned buildings in the dark, so we were left with no choice but to climb into the concentration camp, something we must have been one of the few people in the world to have ever done. As if the shame of climbing into the camp wasn't bad enough, my coat then got caught in the mesh and ripped completely, leaving me freezing at the start of German winter to top it all off. Probably the least of the bad karma we deserve for our shortcut. Thank you, Alex. That is a story of a shortcut and no mistake. Yeah, it's... uh, Fair yeah. play plays him for owning up. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think um, you you've let yourself down. You didn't know though, Alex. You just didn't know. You didn't know what you're doing. No. Um, fair enough. And thank you for your honesty. Mm. Uh, we we should get out of here, Pete. We've we yeah. run out of time. So um, the next show will be back on um, on Thursday. Mm. We we'll look forward to speaking to you then. Where I mean, scarcely believably, it will almost be April. Can you believe that, Peter? I where can't the t- where it. does the time I'm go? So I, I'm so angry at it being almost April. I want to pull my face off like Beetlejuice does at the end of that film. Do you ever get that thing where you only just get used to typing 22 when you do dates and you think, fucking hell, it's now 23? <laughs> yeah. It happens to me yeah, all the time. It used to, I, when I was younger, I used to get used to it in about two weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's not 23, let's make that very clear. No, but what I'm saying yeah. is by the time we'll I get used soon. to writing 22, True. it will be 23. True. And we'll all be um, uh, a, a year closer into the future. I plan on growing three inches. Do I'm you? I'm going to get my bones broken and How are you gonna extended. Do that? You've talked about bone, bone mm. breaking quite a lot. 
Yeah. I'm now worried that you might actually do it. <laughs> It'd be weird if I suddenly was taller. No, but you're the kind of person... Screaming get, in agony. Whoa, you, hiccups. You get bored a lot and then and therefore do stupid stuff. Yeah, so I'm I not going to do it myself, though, am I? I'm not going to set, set a claw hammer on my own shins. No, you'd probably get someone else to do it, but it yeah. would still be horrific. Anyway. And I'll hello, pay a top dollar. Hello at lukeandpeachshow.com is the email address, and at Luke and Pete Show is the social media destination. Do get in touch if you want to speak to us on the show or speak to us about the show or give us a subject to talk about. Yes. Thank you very much indeed for your time. We'll see you next time out and have a lovely day and the rest of the week and uh, look after yourself. Goodbye. The Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.